This is our Rant EM Radio special presentation. of the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. You just saw it on Peacock live for, oh, geez, about almost three hours. And uh, we are live. It's a little after midnight. Well, it's actually close to one o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast. Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony post-show here live on Ranham Radio, part of WrestleMania uh, weekend, the marathon, as it continues here on the network. And of course, we've got shows that uh, continue uh, into, I mean, it's Saturday already. I mean, we've got, you know, this is my first, if you want to get technical, this is going to be my first of uh, four shows today. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, welcome, welcome one and all. Flying solo right now, uh, and I think I will be flying solo probably for this show, only because it is late. Um, I wasn't expecting anybody to uh, come on, and I really didn't plan it out, uh, you know, to schedule anybody on. It was whoever was available, um, you know, to, to do the show. So I'm going to fly solo, give my thoughts and opinions on what I saw during the Hall of Fame. So it may not be a long show, but nonetheless, we are live on the air. And, um, and yeah, I got to tell you, um, from top to bottom, um, I guess let's start with, with what happened, um, to, you know, to get the hall of fame, you know, set up, uh, WWE, what they did was, uh, smack, oh, there's Tony C. Tony C. All right, well, Tony C is getting himself situated here. Uh, we want to remind everybody, don't forget to join us uh, for the rest of the weekend. Lots to talk about. I mean, we're going to we're gonna have hell, you know, we're going to be all over the place for the next uh, 48 hours. But, uh, but Tony C, I mean, you're, 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 you're a, a night owl anyway. You don't sleep. You're, you're at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes watching Knight Rider, so. Tony C's having some technical problems, I think. But he's there. He is there. So we'll we'll hear from him in just a minute. But um, but yeah, I can hear you now. Thanks. So for me, he. You know what he told me last night after doing the comic book show? He goes, "Yeah, man, uh, I gotta go to sleep." <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, I was like, okay. <laughs> Like, all right, I, I see how it is. It's fine. Everybody needs to go to sleep. Yeah. Hey, 
I don't know. Run this thing to almost one in, in the morning, man. Trying to squeeze in a smackdown and this and the in the same the night. Evening, I mean, that's a long night for the people in the arena. I know, man. Good lord! I mean that. I mean WrestleMania in Orlando was five hours and change. That's a long. That was a long, long ass uh, time to be sitting in that uncomfortable stadium chair, not moving. So, so you mean to tell me the people who were at the Hall of Fame were there for SmackDown as well? Yes, they were. Man, you crazy! <laughs> and and I don't know. And I have. And, and I, to be honest with you, I don't know if WWE did any TV tapings prior to that. Like, I don't know if they taped main event or you know or something like that. So it's possible, but I don't know if they did. Because normally they want you. To, they usually start about what seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yeah. Throwing a couple so of dark seven. matches and things like that. Man, come on, man! Five hours, man. In the arena now. It's almost midnight in uh, in Dallas. I mean, it's, like I said, it's almost one o'clock in the morning here. That's what I'm saying. So tech, they cut the Texas people get a break. Yeah, I mean, if this and was in more, if this was in California, yeah. it'd be a different story. Right. And they're going to get every minute out of... They start tomorrow, what, 7? Oh, my God. Tomorrow, they... um, Well, no. There's probably probably some of those people are going to be double-dipping tomorrow because they start tomorrow at 11 in the morning with with Stand and Deliver. Then once the Stand and Deliver show is over, I think they get a two-hour break, and they'll run over to... AT&T Stadium and uh, do WrestleMania. Uh, there's man. people that'll probably do that. Man, those folks crazy, man. So, I don't know. I mean, it seems like an awful lot to do, but I don't know. I said that when I said that in Miami. I said that in Orlando. It's a lot to do, but I did it. You know, I was exhausted, dirt tired when it was all said and done. But um, because I, I look at it this way, I've told this story a million times. In Miami, I did not leave pro or finance, Sun Financial or whatever the hell the building was called at the time, Dolphin Stadium. I did not leave the stadium until two o'clock in the morning. Wow! Because of all the the. the the traffic and the parking and it was just a mess right right I think Wrestlemania and this was in the era of Wrestlemania you know ended on time there was no overrun and um, uh, so yeah it took about three hours to get out but anyways so here we are it's the Hall of Fame post show we're live on Rant EM Radio and of course like I said we've got the marathon is going to continue all weekend long so just uh, stay with us. We're going to have a hell of a time uh, here tomorrow and, of course, on Sunday. So let's get right into it. Of course, SmackDown went off the air at 10 o'clock with uh, the, the whole, you know, it, the, the, the closing moments of that show was um, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. I thought that was kind of a silly way to end SmackDown, to be honest with you. But then I thought about it. Yeah, they have to set up for this Hall of Fame, so it kind of, kind of makes sense, I guess. Anyways, 
they uh, they went off the air, and everybody runs over to Peacock, and WWE took about I don't know about five minutes to get on the air, and then they come on the air with uh, this kickoff with uh, with Maria Menounos, Byron Saxton, Michael Cole, Pat McAfee for fifteen minutes. And they give us the history of the Hall of Fame. They run down the inductees. Um, what else did they do? Uh, they had some interviews. Excuse me. They had some interviews backstage. Maria Menounos with that obnoxious laugh of hers. Um, Michael Cole though had a good line. He, he took a he took a a shot at Byron, and. Um, and Byron, Byron tried to respond back, but it, it, it failed. It ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. I mean, that's his boss after all. And um, yeah. So, um, let me see. Let me see if I have that thing because it was. Um, yeah, I don't think they got it here. Yeah, they don't have it up yet. But um, it was pretty funny to hear Michael Cole uh, take a shot at Byron. Um, they started right out the gate with the Steiner brothers when the Hall of Fame finally started. Now, of course, let, let's talk about the setup. The ring was the podium, and the superstars were on the stage, dressed to the nines, at least most of them were. Here comes Braun Breaker to induct the Steiners. He gave a nice little short speech, you know, about what it is, you know, to uh, to be the uncle of Scott Steiner, to be the nephew of Scott Steiner and the son of uh, Rick Steiner. And then here comes the Steiners. Scott looks. They all. They both look rough, but whatever. Scott. I was fuming though when the Steiners came out. Why that? They didn't play the. They didn't play Steiner line or Steinerized. Oh. Oh my God! Well, they played they some. They played some generic uh, music. You had to know they weren't gonna do that. Why not? They own the damn song. <laughs> I was looking forward to. I'm and and welcome to the WWE Hall of Fame, the newest inductee, the greatest tag team in the world. Rick and Scott, the Steiner Brothers. That would have been great, Tony. But In a perfect world. But it didn't happen. Even They didn't even play their WWE theme, which is stupid. Yo, when Luger go in, they're going to play the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's his WWE song. They got to play his WCW song. That's what they're gonna play when Luger goes. I hope so. Or maybe they'll play his uh, his NWA theme, his first theme song, the one that Lee loves so much. You know, did this one a lot. I mean, it's a great song anyway. 
But anyways, oh, maybe. That's the world heavyweight champion. So that's the world right heavyweight there. champion, brother. Yes. So, hopefully next year, we'll see Lex Luger get inducted. I don't know. So, Scott starts talking. And, of course, he's not making any sense. And I, I told my wife, I go, I guess she doesn't know Scott the Steiners or anything like that. And I go, yeah, they're brothers and whatever. And I, and I just randomly say it. I said, Scott hasn't changed. She still can't talk. You don't know what the hell you talk about. You know, the man could didn't couldn't talk as a wrestler, and he can't talk as a normal person. Um, and I think he even started to do a little Steiner math without even thinking about it. I'm glad that WWE acknowledged Steiner math. But, yes, yes, I know. But uh, but yeah, and then Rick. Said, well, we only had four minutes and Scott took three of them. As usual. <laughs> um, but yeah, Rick had some, some nice words, and but it would, they were, God, they're old. They are old as hell, man. When you look bad like that, that's steroids. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about, religion. not so much Rick, it was Scott that, that really Yeah, that's bad. what I'm saying. Yeah. He really was on the juice. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to finally see them, you know, get acknowledged and, and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I'm happy for them. I really am. Then, here comes Queen Charmel. And I was waiting for the fans to boo her out of the building. And I was waiting for her not to say anything of substance and I gotta tell you she had a damn good speech she talked great now granted that may have been because she was Miss Black USA or whatever uh, it, the pageant it is that she won but and she was a nitro girl and she was a nitro girl but she spoke beautifully I was impressed did she think the artist formerly known as Prince I.K.? I think she did. I believe she I did. I gotta go back and watch. Yeah. I gotta go back and watch her. I mean, she, th- she thanked... Um... Now, she mentioned something that I didn't remember. Okay? Now, maybe you remember. She said that anytime she ever worked with Rey Mysterio, she was always on the other side, meaning... You know, she was opposite of Ray, whether it was Ray Mysterio or the Filthy Animals. Did Charmel ever have a, a feud with the Filthy Animals in WCW? Yeah, you remember Ikea did. I see. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was a deal with Prince Ikea. Wow, I see. I don't remember that at all. It was a Paisley run. Right. Okay. <laughs> see, that's that Paisley run. Um, then, uh, yeah, but yeah, she talked about that. She talked about, uh, you know, that, that her time as Queen Charmel, and it was really, it was a really good speech. I was really impressed. Thank John Cena for that. 
that rub he gave Booker T during that whole feud. Yeah. She did? Well, she thanked, she thanked everybody. She thanked John Cena. She, she didn't thank Batista. But uh, <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> nah, she ain't going to do that. <laughs> um, uh, then, here comes the Warrior Award. And Dana Warrior does the induction. And, you know, she said some very nice things about Shad. First of all, the video package was beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was a beautiful video package that they did on Shad. And then she does she did her little speech there and they introduce uh, Shad's wife and his son and out came uh, with them was uh, JTG. And JTG's bootleg ticket. Well, you know, he came out and uh, he did the little crime time thing that they always did in the ring with the son and you know JTG left them in the ring by themselves and you know JTG went off and he was on the stage and he was crying the whole time which is understandable um, right. uh, the wife obviously she was reading from a teleprompter but she uh, she said some really nice things and I mean how could you not um I, I've always heard that Shadow was a nice guy, and, um, and then of course you know the way what he ultimately did um, gave his life for his son. Um, you know, I have I I'm I'm very happy with with how that all panned out. To be honest with you, not under the circumstances, but how it ultimately panned out, and and uh, I, I don't think it could have gone any better. Was it short? Sure, it was short, but I mean, I wasn't expecting the wife to come up there and, and give an hour-long speech. So, um, the kid didn't want to talk for obvious reasons, but whether it was, he was shy, but he's a kid, you know? Um, then after that, we didn't have any legacy inductees this year, which that surprised me a little bit, but that's okay. Then here comes Vince. And he does the induction of The Undertaker. Vince and his stories were very funny. I got to admit, as much as we have a... We're a little irked about McMahon's business practices lately. When Vince gets up there, he's entertaining as hell. And I got to tell you, he told the stories... Especially of uh, how he had to convince The Undertaker to wrestle Triple H on Shotgun Saturday Night in Penn Station on the escalator. Um, stuff like that. I mean, that, that stuff is funny as hell. Um, I mean, yeah. It just, it just, the whole thing was with Vince was, was, was great. I'm trying to see here. Um, I think we can rewind this, can we? Oh, this is, this is Charmel. And, uh, hold on. Let me see here. I want to hear Vince talk. And we'll get into the Undertaker thing here in a second. Well, there is one quality he has in abundance more than anyone have ever known. 
This man is uh, the most revered superstar in me, WWE history. Let me see if I can rewind a little. In the middle of a cemetery. Oh, wait, we're going to over. That's a little bit before this. Live with the toll that it takes on the human body. Safe to say, he's been to hell and back. Along the way, he's accepted many challenges in the ring. And um, I'm about to uh, mention a long list of opponents, and no doubt we're going to forget some of them. Oh, this was pretty some funny here. Some of the individuals he's been in the ring with would be, and I'll read them quickly so you don't interrupt me. What? 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 Jimmy Snooker, Jake the Snake Roberts, Griff, Giant Gonzalez, King Kong Bundy, Diesel, Psycho Sid, Kane, Big Boss Man, Brian Lee, who was a full Undertaker. Imagine that, the Undertaker rustling himself. Ric Flair, Big Show, Goldberg, Rey Mysterio, Mark Henry, Kama, the great Kali, Mabel, Yokozuna, Ray Wyatt, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns, Red Hart, JBL, Booker T, Kamala, Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, Mankind, Goldust, Vader, man, long list, The Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Shane McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Batista, Edge, Brock Lesnar, Triple H, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, John Cena, and The Rock. Just to name a few. There were, however, some other challenges along the way uh, that were more outside the ring and that he might have been a little more reluctant to accept, but he did nonetheless. Like the time we were shooting Shotgun Saturday night. It was a short-lived television syndicated show in which we shot in various locations, but principally in the New York City area. Bear in mind, in those days, we didn't bother with permits. No safety measures whatsoever, it's just what we called run and gun. So imagine this, you get off the train in Penn Station, and as soon as you get off the train, all of a sudden, you look over and you see The Undertaker and Triple H fighting on an escalator. The public had no idea what was going on, and even jaded New Yorkers said, what the hell is this? Yeah, I mean, it was stuff like that. He, he had those stories, and they were funny. But then, The Undertaker comes out. That probably was the longest sustained ovation that I've ever seen at the Hall of Fame. Hulk Hogan's was long, yeah. but Taker's was was probably the longest. I think, if I remember correctly, it was last, when I checked my watch, it was probably around the 10, 12 minute mark. And, um, it was great. He was getting emotional and everything. And, and then he begins to tell his story. And, and you can tell what hour it is because I'm yawning. Um, he he tells us that he's going to tell us the story of the Undertaker uh, while telling, 
everybody the story of Mark Calloway. And I got to tell you, the wireless mic thing and him pacing back and forth looked like he was, and the way he was dressed, mind you, almost looked like he was one of those, uh, you know, Joel Osteen, uh, um, oh my God, what's this guy's name? The one, the other one that we make fun of his Peter Popoff types that, you know, is preaching at a mega church. That's how it came off. It looked like that. And, um, but it was pretty good. And he told some funny stories about uh, you know the Godfather and, and things like that, but oh yeah, man, yeah, he blamed the Godfather for everything. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he sure does. Um, and it was funny. It was, it was. I enjoyed it thoroughly. His speech. It went over an hour. I think it went an hour yeah. and twenty minutes. Um, which is understandable why the other speeches were cut short the way they were, and that there wasn't that many inductees. Right. It was it was great. I think this was probably one of the better Hall of Fame induction ceremonies and it went so smoothly on top of everything. I don't know, what do you think? I can agree on that. I can agree. And to see him get emotional over I mean I didn't realize he was that close to Brian Clark. Or Bri- yeah, Brian AKA, Clark. Crush. AKA Crush. Yeah. No mention of Diamond Dallas Page the nope. whole night in oh. Sarah now. Oh and I, I did kind of feel some type of way about that. I crossed I forgot I didn't even bring up Vader. Yeah. Vader. Vader that was short and sweet, but um I thought Mick Foley was supposed to induct him. And uh, it didn't happen. I wonder what happened. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was it was nice. He he talked about uh, all the people that have uh, have left this world already. You know, Crush, Yokozuna, um, Paul Bearer. You know, and he talked. Yeah, I mean, it just was funny. And he talked about Sarah. He didn't talk about Sarah. No, he didn't. <laughs> oh, man. Who the hell puts cucumbers in their drink? I mean, I I found that's it's like a... Bear, dude. I, 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 I don't know what kind of rib that is. Like, what, what does a cucumber... It's annoying. In the, that's what it is. It's just annoying, but still, I like... That, does it ruin the drink? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, cucumber if ruins you're drinking liquor, if you're drinking like whiskey or you know Jack or whatever, dropping cucumbers in there gonna make it nasty as hell. Really? I mean, I guess, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was more, it's more an annoyance, like yeah. I said. It's just about being annoyed. <laughs> oh man. Um. But yeah, it was it was nice. It really was nice. This whole thing, I was happy uh, the way WWE produced it. Yeah, it was long, but um, 
but it was done right, and it seems it seems the internet agrees that it, you know for the most part it was a great ceremony. Um, of course, it was going head to head with the Ring of Honor pay per view that was going on at the same time, but uh, but it's all right. Oh, and then here's the thing that caught everybody off guard. And, and I hope <sighs> this is what I don't want to happen. Okay, tomorrow at WrestleMania or later today at WrestleMania. If Cody is not Seth's opponent at WrestleMania, it better not be the Undertaker. No, shame it, man. If it's not, I mean, if it's not, I hold his shame. Yeah, but the problem is, is that Undertaker ended his speech with saying, never say never, as the crowd was chanting one more match. So, eh, I'm kind of like, I hope, getting nervous now. I'm getting a little nervous now. And it's not it's not that I got an issue with the Undertaker, but it's like unnecessary maybe, you know? So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I just hope they don't go that route. I really do. So I don't know. But that's it. I I mean like I said, I like I said at the start of the show, it's it was gonna be a short show. It wasn't gonna be super, super long. But we wanted to come on, talk about the po- the Hall of Fame, and give our thoughts. Nothing, nothing overly uh, funny happened. I mean, the, the things were some stuff was funny, but nothing on the level of uh, you know Mr. T or Bret Hart getting tackled or anything like that. So, um, any any thoughts, uh, Tony? For the, your takeaway from from all of them, it was good. It was it was good and not too drawn out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, time uh, hour of the day maybe, but uh, you know, it was either it was either do it now. Or, I mean, what when other time could they have done this? Tomorrow morning, instead of the takeover <laughs> special. I mean, they could have taped SmackDown night down or really give them room, more runway. I guess. You know. Well, they could have done the Hall of Fame instead of SmackDown. Right. So. What did SmackDown add to the build of? Nothing. <laughs> so maybe, really. Nothing. It was, it was a lot of Pat McAfee chasing Austin Theory around. Right. Yeah, so. But okay, so it is Saturday officially. Um, well, it was a Saturday when we got on the air. But uh, this is just the start of what is going to be a busy day. Uh, 12 noon, we're going to have the, uh, I will have the Stand and Deliver pre-show. The lines are open for anybody that wants to tag in on that one. 
We're going to talk about, I'll give, we'll give our predictions or I'll give our thoughts on what we think is going to happen at Stand and Deliver. We'll be back on the air for the rant at 4 o'clock for a regular full episode of the rant where we're going to give our predictions uh, and our thoughts for the entire card of WrestleMania for both Saturday and Sunday. Then we'll come back on the air at the conclusion of night one with a post show. Sunday, it's already in the can. Uh, you're going to get uh, uh, a Rant AM radio special, ROH 20 years later, a Turnbuckle throwback special, actually. Uh, that'll air 1 o'clock on Sunday. And you will have uh, Turnbuckle throwbacks hit the air live at 4 p.m. They'll take you to bell time on Sunday, and then we'll be back on the air on Sunday night with a post-show recapping everything that went down. Uh, Tony C. Yes, sir. Anything else you want to add to this? Um, that was Charmelle, man. She she shouted everybody out. <laughs> I, I did. mean, everything I, came across crisp for. I'm glad yeah. they added some clips of Booker going, Teddy, oh, hell no. <laughs> Teddy, get your ass back here. Coming from an English accent to that Houston yeah. accent, real uh, quick. Yep. That's some good stuff. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, man. All right, everybody. So we'll see you later in the day. Three shows still to go today. And, of course, uh, two, two or three more shows on Sunday. And the marathon continues. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Get some sleep because uh, the weekend is just getting started. For Tony C, I'm Double A. Have a good night, everybody. As I lay me down to sleep, lay me down, I pray my soul is mine to keep my soul and never step outside this bed.